Are you familiar with this sound? This is the pedestrian border crossing in San Isidro. Thousands of people cross back and forth every day. We know this. But what you might not know is that a lot of the border crossers from Mexico are also cannabis consumers. And they often make a quick stop at a special place before going to work or school. We're at Urban Leaf in San Isidro. I'm the founder. My name is Will Sen. We're, we're in San Isidro, right by the uh, Tijuana border. Will is the founder of Urban Leaf, one of the more famous weed shops across California. And he's also one of the most influential people in the industry here. Recreational cannabis was legalized in California in 2016. But in the early years, local regulations were constantly changing. And when Urban Leaf first opened its doors, it wasn't an easy time to break into the business. I mean, it was a scary, it was a scary time, right? It was when uh, San Diego was you know, far more conservative than it was today. Um, and our doors were kicked in at 6 a.m. You know, and you didn't know what was going to happen. It was a scary time. Uh, thankful every day that we don't have to live in that world anymore. But it took a decade to get San Diego to that point, right? And there's a lot of risk, uh, personal risk that you, you know, you, you see from making that jump very early. I mean, first person through the door normally gets shot. It's a scary thing, you know? From KPBS and PRX, this is Port of Entry. Where we tell cross-border stories that connect us. I'm Alan Liliental. And I'm Natalie Gonzalez. For years, marijuana went north. Tons smuggled from Mexico into the U.S. And drug trafficking in Mexico gave drug cartels money and power. And these fueled a lot of violence all around the country. But ever since weed was legalized in California and other states, the amount of marijuana found by Border Patrol agents has gone way down. Seizures declined 78% from 2013 to 2018. Now it's the other way around. Mexicans are going north to buy weed, and California weed is going south, entering Mexico illegally. Here's Will Sen of Urban Leaf again. California in general has the best weed in the world. You know, California cannabis is the brand. So when we interviewed some people who crossed the border to buy at Urban Leaf, their cross-border experiences as weed consumers were pretty similar. I work over here, so I cross every day, and just, um, we come over here just for weekends. I usually buy uh, pearls. I'm, I'm lazy, so I just buy the pearls that are ready to go and uh, edibles. There are different types, like the names and the THC. I mean, um, it's a different, it's a, a lot of different too. Yeah, it's better over here. Yeah, for example, they all talked about the experience of buying marijuana in the U.S. and crossing with it back to Tijuana. I mean, there is a method and there is a rule, and it's just always keep everything on your body. But technically there are rules that they can check everything in your car, but they can't really do that to you unless there's another reason or anything like that. And we have mentioned this before. These two women also told us about how a lot of Mexicans really don't have a good perception of cannabis. I think that people in Mexico really need to stop viewing cannabis in such a negative light because I'll go, as in right now, I'm going to go camping and it's with a bunch of Mexicans and they're just like, when they smell it around, they're like, disgusted. 
so we really need to be more open-minded as Mexicans. Because I feel like Mexico is very controlled by drugs that don't need to be controlled. Like, that's is that even a drug? It's a plant. You know what I mean? But that's my personal opinion, but I think that it would just diffuse a lot of the things that are happening, you know, just that just for a plant that is being sold. I mean, it's obvious that weed consumers who live in Tijuana and have a visa or dual citizenship, they're going to cross the border to buy weed. But here's the other thing about Tijuana. It is a border town with a lot of potential in the cannabis industry. And a lot of people think the city could benefit economically when cannabis gets legalized. Yes, and it's not only dreams and fantasies. Tijuana already has a bunch of weed entrepreneurs and activists. They're just waiting for the green light. Hello, my name is Luis Olachea. I am an attorney here in Mexico. The state cannot tell you what to do or what not to do, especially with the way you conduct yourself on life. So if you want to drink, well, you can go to the liquor store and buy a drink. If you want to smoke, you can go to the liquor store and buy a smoke. Why is it that something like cannabis is so blocked and we started researching, we started reading, 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 and, well, we found out that it's a basic human right issue. Alan, bienvenido por the grower. Gracias. We sell everything that, it, that you need to grow, like nutrients, lights, grow, grow tents, all, all the tools, all the accessories that you need for that. My name is Pedro Gastelum, and I'm the owner of Tijuana High Club. Tijuana High Club is a smoke shop, but we hope we can be the first one selling weed in Tijuana. We're trying to be focused on not just the, the smokers, not just the regular stoner. We, we think we can focus on CBD. We can, we can help the, the whole society with, with the weed. Today in Port of Entry. We continue with stories about crossing the border to change minds. In this episode, we introduce you to some influential characters in the cannabis industry from both sides of the border. Thank you for listening. No, no se, se muevan. muevan. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. So there's a lot of folks in Tijuana that want cannabis legalized, and they're pushing back on conservative ideas that stigmatize weed here. We are a culture based on religion, based on family, based on some core values that maybe don't go according to the myth of the cannabis, 
It's funny because um, when you, you talk to a, a, an older person, to a mother, to a father, to a grandparent, and they see a, a guy on the street, like a, a homeless person, they say, oh, look at that, that, um, that marijuana. Yeah, that's, that's the phrase. Look at that junkie. When he's far, far away from marijuana as possible. Marijuana won't even do anything to that person. This is Luis Olachea again. But they have that concept that was very, very put in their minds by television, by a narrative that was put on the agenda a few generations back. And we have to exterminate that by educating people. Luis is a young lawyer who considers himself an activist. He specializes in civil cases and human rights and pushing for legalizing weed in Baja. The work Luis has been doing along with his Tijuana law firm has definitely impacted the process of legalizing cannabis in Baja, California. The Supreme Court has resolved since a few years back ago that cannabis, it's not an illegal substance. So they ruled that it's not a dangerous substance. Uh, they can use it as a, a, a treatment for certain diseases. On, on that issue, um, we, we thought that, that the best way to make activism, legal activism, real legal activism on, on cannabis is by pushing. We have certain tools that we can push forward and I believe we can do it. You might be wondering, what tools is he talking about? Well, remember our last episode where we talked about a young politician named Juan Carlos who had a legal protection called Amparo? Well, Luis is part of the law firm who made this possible for him. An Amparo is a legal document that allows personal use of weed in Mexico, based on that Mexico Supreme Court ruling a few years ago that decriminalized cannabis. It's like an individual permit to possess and use weed, even though it is still technically illegal. It's complicated. Luis and his law firm decided that they could charge a very affordable amount of money to process these amparos for all kinds of people. Started going on social media, and, and like we say that Tijuana is a ranch. Everybody knows each other, one way or, or another. I mean, uh, if you're in a gap age from 35 below, I think you know most of the people around here. At least we have a friend in common. So we, we started pushing the narrative and mostly speaking about it. Luis and other weed activists are really focusing on getting weed fully legalized in Baja California by pushing more and more people in Baja to get these amparos. Why Baja? Well, some people from other parts of Mexico perceive Baja California and Tijuana specifically, as very Americanized. Luis agrees. We're inter intercultural connected. Most of us were, we crossed to the United States to this and that, to, to have fun, etc. So I think that mix between cultures have given us a little bit of more of an open mind. Yeah. I guess this is why many people believe Baja California is much more open to the idea of legalizing cannabis than other states in Mexico, because we have always been exposed to California's culture. Like all the migration happening in, in California and in Baja California came to 
to give us that different mindset from, from, from everyone. We, we, we adapt. I think we as, as Bacaliforians, we adapt to what's coming and we are not afraid to try something new. And I think as pioneers on, on this, on the cannabis industry, we can't stay back. We have an obligation because we're neighbors with the most powerful and the most, most, uh, most innovative industry of cannabis in the world. And living in a border town like this means getting inspired by both sides of the border. This is why Tijuana already has many cannabis entrepreneurs with very creative and solid businesses. Hey, ¿qué onda? Hello. Mucho gusto. Maler, ¿cómo estás? Alan. Alan, bienvenido Border Grower. Gracias. This is Maler Calleros. We are the only store that sells these products in, like, I think all the north part of the country. Maler and his brother are the owners and creators of Border Grower Shop, a store in downtown Tijuana that provides almost all the supplies you need for growing cannabis. We don't, we don't sell seeds. A lot of people ask, ask us like, hey, you have seeds, but we can't do that right now uh, because of the legal situation in Mexico. But we sell everything that you need to grow, you know, nutrients, lights, grow tents, all, all the tools, all the accessories that you need for that. A few years ago, I went with my brother to Humboldt, California to look for some learning, you know. Uh, it was impossible to do it in Mexico. The only place that we can go to learn was California. But Maler and his brother didn't work at Humboldt for too long. They visited multiple farms to learn and eventually met a guy at a bar in Trinity County and ended up working for him for four years. Man, they learned a lot about growing cannabis while they were up in Trinity. And when they decided to go back to Tijuana, they wanted to start a business without getting themselves involved in anything illegal. We came from a very loving, regular family, no illegal activity. So we don't want to get our mom worried, you know? So we find this as an opportunity to get a step ahead to the industry that is coming in Mexico. And we are one of the first companies, like legal companies in Mexico, that are importing legally these products and bringing to the people. Starting in the world of cannabis cultivation is not simple. Many factors have to be taken into account before raising the first satisfactory flowers. And trying to cultivate marijuana in a country where it hasn't been legalized adds more difficulty to this job. Maler says they are very respectful of the privacy of their clients and they always recommend having legal assistance. We only talk about like growing methods, like techniques or some nutrients or stuff like that. We don't never talk about where are you doing that, how, how many pounds you get for your lights or ne nothing like that. Mm. California has like very specific grow method and it's very hard to make it in, in Mexico. Why? Because in Mexico, it's illegal. Not legal. It's not possible now because it's outdoor. You know, it's outdoor. And indoor growing, it's a whole different ballgame. Definitely, you know, you have to like have a lot of like control of environment. But when that changes... Actually, Mexico has like the perfect weather to do it. Border Grower is a business with solid inventory. They have around 400 products and 90% of their sales are online. So they ship a lot of products to other parts of Mexico through e-commerce. 
But look, Mexico's mail delivery system is not the most effective and sending large shipments to other parts of the country has its challenges. Everything that, that travels from Tijuana to the south part of the country has to pass to those puntos inspection, inspection points. So people are like taking our package and hey, there is no like importation document. And there is an importation document. All of our products are imported. I need you to, to deposit 3,000 3, pesos in this OXO account. <laughs> the first time we pay, the second time we were like, you know what? That, that what you're doing is illegal. So I'm gonna do something. 10 minutes later. Oh, we found the document. <laughs> My name is Pedro Gastelum and I'm the owner of Tijuana High Club. Pedro Gastelum's Tijuana High Club hopes to be the first to sell legal weed in Tijuana. Here in Tijuana, you can get a lot of jobs just talking English and, and doing the hustle. Like if, if you try to make money, you just try to sell something or or connect someone, and, and that was my job. Uh, I went to study to Mexico City, and then I came, I came back, and I'm like, oh, I have all these ideas. To describe Tijuana High Club, THC for short, it is many cool and creative things mixed into a smoke shop where they sell all the essentials to consume cannabis, like bongs, vaporizers, organic wraps, etc. And like many businesses in Tijuana, it all started with a very simple idea and it eventually became something with the bigger vision. I ran into this friend that he was selling bunks. Then I told him like, hey, I can take good pictures of your stuff. Okay, I pay you with bunks. So when you come with, with me, I sell you a bunk. But I wasn't even a, a smoke shop. My friend told me, okay, if you, if you rent a place, I give you the half and we start. And then he gave me the money. And I had all kind of friends, so I told him like uh, an architect friend, hey, can you do me a render and all this stuff? And that's how it started. And then I, I contacted my, some of my friends that graphic designers, and that's how we came with all, this, all these ideas. Tijuana High Club is way more than just a smoke shop. Pedro has created a solid community over the years, and he wants his business to be for everyone not just weed smokers. Most of the people cross to the states, and, and right now, if you got a, a grandma or, or your, your mother, you recommend CBD or something weed-related, even if you don't smoke weed. And I, as long as it doesn't get me high, I can try it. So most people right now is like more open about that. Pedro sees huge potential for Tijuana High Club. And to be honest, it's going to happen to here. So I think it's going to be great. There are already super big names in the, in the industry. And why don't look at Mexican market when it has a, a lot of potential? Ma many, many people are, are users already. And they don't have the same quality as American companies. So I think they, they're going to do great in Mexico. The vision Pedro has for THC is unique. He is creating different spaces for other people with creative businesses in Tijuana and even artists. Yeah, for example, he wants to build a music studio where a bunch of people can collaborate together, fashion designers, photographers, musicians, and start a ceramic workshop too. The idea that I had is that we, we're going to build this cafe so every, everyone is going to 
you can come in and there's nothing to hide and in here we're gonna build a music studio so I'm gonna invite people to that and maybe we can start a podcast something like that and, and everything is gonna be connected to Tijuana High Club. THC is already well known in Tijuana in part because they have a few locations around the city and there are around 20 other smoke shops in Tijuana. But of course, the success of Tijuana High Club and the other businesses similar to this one and all the ideas that Pedro has visualized for the future depend completely on the legalization of cannabis in Mexico. No se vayan a ningún lado. Ahorita volvemos. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Y ya regresamos con más. People like like Pedro who are are on this industry, they can benefit from let's say in two years everything's going to be legal and there's going to be a ruling and everything is going to be nice. Again, Luis Olachea here. So since they already started on this industry, I believe that they are pioneers on this and they will be able to capitalize on the market because people already know the branding. People know THC, Tijuana High Club. Luis believes the legalization of cannabis in Baja California could really boost the local economy because tourism in Tijuana has been growing steadily in the past years due to the culinary deliciousness, craft beer, and other recreational activities. Now, imagine a city with all this growing tourism Plus, legal cannabis? What? I think if you smoke cannabis, you're gonna want to eat something good. And we have lots of options to eat something good here. The industries that are here on Tijuana by, by tourism, uh, food, experiences and services, they can benefit a lot from, from the cannabis industry. But not all Mexicans or even Tijuanenses are in favor of legalization. We think that if today they asked all of the Mexicans if they are willing to accept the legalization of marijuana right now, I don't think that most of the Mexicans are, are gonna say yes because we are a culture based on religion, based on family, based on some core values that maybe don't go according to the myth of the cannabis. So legalization may or may not be in the cards as quickly as Luis and others would like. The authorities are lagging too much on this and I think there is not a political will to do it. It's, it's not on the political agenda of this administration. 
So the thing about weed in Mexico and the reason a lot of our parents and the older generations have such negative views about it is because marijuana has always been heavily associated with the cartels and all the violent things that they've done over the past few decades. Because as long as weed has been illegal, the cartels control it. There really hasn't been any scientific or medical backing to this stigma. It's been purely the association with the cartels. So I think now that things are becoming legal and the actual health benefits of cannabis are becoming more apparent, that stigma is starting to lift. To the young people, they... I think we are in a very important historic event that we can be part of and by pushing it forward by legal means we can be on that part that we can tell our grandkids that we did something. So if you are a 25 year old person and you want to smoke cannabis, well you can you can smoke cannabis. You can smoke cannabis when um, comfortably at your house, but you're not making a difference. Educate yourself on what can you do to push forward this agenda. Everyone who's a consumer has the obligation to push forward because it is very easy to to say I want my rights, but it's not that easy to work within the system to get that right. There are a lot of consumers in the border region who are looking forward to cannabis legalization in Baja California, me included. And there are a lot of entrepreneurs looking forward to capitalizing on the industry when that happens. But as we heard, there's still some political challenges and cultural conservatism to deal with. In the meantime, weed will continue to be part of the cross-border experience like it has been for decades. If you want to learn more about Tijuana High Club, go follow them on Instagram at Tijuana High Club. And if you want to know more about Border Grower, you can visit their webpage, bordergrower.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram too at Port of Entry Pod. This episode of Port of Entry was written and produced by Natalie Gonzalez and Elisa Barba. Adrian Villalobos is the director of sound design. Elisa Barba is our editor. Lisa Morissette is operations manager. And John Decker is the interim associate general manager of content. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. Soy Alan Lilienthal. Y yo soy Natalie González. Nos, Nos vemos pronto. pronto.